Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got Magnum Condoms, Religious Family, and Sexual Experimentation. Check it out, enjoy, share with friends. And welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'm going to say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep spreading the word. That's how it works. You listen to the show, you tell a friend, they tell a friend. And then we hit, we rise those iTunes charts to reign supreme. That's what I want. And here's the best way to help help out. You make it your Instagram story right now. You take a screenshot. You tag me. I'll send you a little heart. And don't do the thing. Here's let me. If I could, if I could be a little uh, uh, judgy. Go ahead. Thank you, Shelby. I. <laughs> we'll say some people will, sh- I say, put make your Instagram stories because it's an invasive way to be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And someone can go, oh, what's that? You tag me. They'll look at my page. Oh, oh it's a comedian. Has a podcast. Oh, let put the cheese out and we'll let the mouse go to the trap. You know, you could do extra if sure. you're a Super Feather fan. Okay. Super Feather fan. What do you got? This is like a really funny part, really informative part. Do a screen record. Throw that oh, up on there. Oh, that's really going above and beyond. You don't have to. We understand. You we know, get, you know. That, that's a whole chore. But, but, but here's, this is funny you should say that, Shelby, because what you're saying is on point with where I was going. Oh. Because you do the screen record of a, you know, 15 second bit of this podcast that you laughed out loud at, LOL. Then that's a helpful thing to do. Oh, that's laying cheese with, that's putting down a piece of cheese in the ground with with uh you know uh, with turkey on it that's mm-hmm. a that's an extra thing right you put the screenshot with my, with my with my handle that's a piece of cheese you do the screen record that's a piece of cheese with turkey now you're really attracting the mice i might screen record myself saying to screen record that's i mean meta is all shit yeah that's inception so but what i'm saying is you can also take away from the cheese. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people are doing, they're writing, I'm just doing what Jared told me to do. That negates Makes you seem the like, whole thing. Uh, like an asshole. Yeah. You've thrown me under the bus because you are not confident enough to just put the screenshot up. I'd rather no screenshot at all if you're going to write, this is what Jared told me to do. It's like, uh, oh... He told me to apologize to you. Yeah, that's the same thing. If my child, if I had a child and I said, and yes, you are my children. All of you are special and individual children of mine as listeners. I consider you that. How awkward would that be <laughs> if if I had like a show and someone was like, hey, I'm a big fan. Just want to say what's up. And I was like, hey, man, thanks for listening. And then someone else came. I was like, who's this? I go, one of my children. <laughs> 
That'd be weird. I don't know. <laughs> and so, but if I, if I said to my child, I go, go apologize to that person. And then my child went up to that person and went, my dad told me I had to apologize. I go, and then he came back and goes, I apologize. I go, no, you fucking didn't. Damn it, Nathan. Get in the Nathan, car. Nathan, get soccer. the fuck in the car. You're getting beaten. <laughs> Take out the fucking belt. Jackson 5 style. That's right. So, listen. I get why you do it. It's a tough thing to do to put yourself out there. But I'd say this to you. I stand by the product. Shelby, do you stand by the product? Wholeheartedly. There we go. Look at that excitement in his voice. Okay? You can feel it from Shelby. You can feel it from me. So if you want to help out the show, and listen, I'm also here to say, don't do it too. I'd rather you not do it than, well, Jared, I did what you told me. No one gets that inside joke. We're doing this for the people that don't know about it. I love starting an episode with yelling at you for how you've tried to help me. They're all on notice. On notice. Let's get to some laughs. Let's do the laughs. Let's get to the guest. I'm very excited. Uh, Today's guest, uh, an old friend, super funny comic. I can't believe you haven't been on yet. No, never, ever. This is crazy. This is something we've never had to deal with in the history of the show. Never in the history. Who is that? That's big Chris H., Who's Chris H? Chris Harrison. Oh, oh, this is this is <laughs> Chris Harrison, the what the, the Godfather of uh, of uh, of fix ups. Of fix ups. The, ba- the the Bachelor. The Bachelor. Oh, this nice. is the most dramatic episode in the history of uh, J Train Podcast. Eric nice, Bergstrom, nice. thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Such it's very a pleasure. Nice here. Um, so funny. Uh, I can't. I'm embarrassed. That you haven't been on the show. Oh, I'm you, embarrassed too. I yeah. feel I am gonna let's build this trap. That's right. Let's build this for trap for our children. For our children, all of you should go follow uh, Eric Bergstrom at Eric Bergstrom Rad on Instagram at Eric underscore Bergstrom. He is here because he has an album that is out yeah. right now. It's on Apple Music. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitch. Uh, I don't know if it goes on that. Stitcher, does, what, what is it's it? It's going on to everything. 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 It's going to be in your fridge. And not only is it going to be in your fridge, but it's we're going to put a track at the end of this podcast so that you can hear, give you a little nibble. A nibble for the boys and girls of America, which you are. That's right. Fair. And it's called, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. And, and the, it's called Serious Goose. Yeah, the opposite of a silly goose. Is a serious goose. Is a serious goose. And you've you've done Colbert. You, I have. You, you've you've been and uh, what do you what? Where did you do the album? I like hearing the story of the album. People come on and talk about their and and I always say to people who listen to the podcast. You got to, you know, podcasts are its own listening experience and they're kind of cousins to the listening experience of someone's album, a comedy album, because a comedy album, it kind of feels like you're in the room, you hear the laughter, you hear the crowd and you it's it's as if you're hiding in the actual tape. Yeah, it's always a live performance. Yeah, it's uh, I can't think of. Other than was it one? It's like a concert DVD or a concert CD. Who's that guy who did the uh, all the radio? Was it he did all the phone call jokes? Oh, the Bob Newhart. Oh, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. That's the only not live comedy album I can think of. What was it? So what did he do? I don't know. I'm not familiar. They were just uh, like short little sketches of him talking on the phone to himself. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was his comedy album? That was his like big debut comedy album. Really? Where he got, uh, 
I guess he like befriended Don Rickles after that, like a really like oh, wow. opposite fun duo. They'd go on vacation with their wives constantly. Well, I knew I that love, they yeah, I knew the vacation. I like stuff. that duo though. I like that duo. I gotta be a fun brunch. A lot of dry and a lot of flavor. Yeah. Good combo. I like it. So where did you tape the album? I taped it at uh the cutting room in Manhattan. Love the cutting um, room. That's like a music venue. It venue. is a music venue. It was uh two nights there. Uh Early to mid July of this year, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? I had uh, was it Sean Donnelly hosted a friend of the pod, uh, a fop, and then uh, Phoebe Robinson uh, opened for each show. Great, and it, I had a fantastic time each night. And you cut up the album, you put it together, and now it's out there. Yeah, cut it up, uh, put out there. Did a lot of. It was a fun process of cutting it up because I wanted to. Like, there's some crowd work in there that I sure. had a lot of fun with that kind of pieced together Now, nicely. for the audience at home, crowd work is talking to the crowd and getting yeah. laughs out of Yeah, it is our work, which is talking yeah. to a crowd. Um, they, yeah, it was just fun. It was weird. Good. It was, it was fun because there were, like, weird moments that I didn't expect that happened. Oh, okay. And that's fun in an album. That's why the comedy album is a little different. It's, a, you know, you have this planned experience. You're in the room for... This uh, planned night, and then you're gonna feel what happens along the way. How does the crowd react to the jokes? How do they? Which ones did they love? Did you in the car think a joke was like great, and you're like, wait a minute, it didn't connect. I'm laughing at a different part that they're laughing at. It's just the live experience, and then yeah. listening at home, the live experience. I think is an interesting thing. Yeah, no, it's it's weird because sometimes there are one-liners that like because uh, I do like like some one-liners and then some anecdotes. Um, and sometimes it'll be like something that kills everywhere would do like week one night, kill the yeah. other night. Mm-hmm. And that's why doing two recordings or more is good. Um, cause you can splice it and, uh, like crowd work wise, it was, I don't know. That's like just one of those weird, like an audience, like just making weird connections sure. that would not have existed otherwise. Like, and this you get is, to witness it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, listen, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys behind the curtains. Eric uh, Bergstrom and I, we used to go around doing open mics together. They were a blast. A blast. And oh, Bergstrom, I, I just remember, had every open mic had a... Um, the like a little notepad or a, or a clipboard, the, a clipboard like a camp counselor. Yeah, you always had the clipboard, and I always respected it because it was like I was always thinking like you know some people you'd see at open mics and it, you weren't sure what the goal was for them. You were like like to me, I'll be like they just went up to go up to have a microphone in their hand. Yeah, this feels like more like um, uh, five dollar therapy than it is an actual. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but, there is some of that. <laughs> but it was interesting because you were one of those people that you would be like, every day, it was just like a like hundred new. Yeah, I was I was writing one-liners. I was hi- writing a uh, hundred one liners at the time, and that happened. Uh, I did that for years. I'm trying to do that again. I was I was sick for a while, yeah. but like I'm getting back into things, and uh, I would really just test out what I thought was strongest, and it was like a weird mixture of. Like sometimes I'd put things on Twitter and kind of have an idea of what get on stage, and then I had a gut feeling of like which jokes I liked that I'd try out. But then on stage, like open mics are weird for one because it's all a bunch of young comics not knowing what they're doing. They're yeah. all like 
when you start, yeah, when you start out, you're not good. Yeah. And it's like entering this classroom where you're teaching each other. There's no teacher who's good yeah. at it. You're just trying to hodgepodge it together with sure. a bunch of jackasses that think came here and are living horribly and yeah. think that they have something. And then after a number of years, some of us get better and stick around. Yeah. And, and keep going with it yeah. and, and figure out. Like, But I always, when I saw you with the clipboard, I was like, this is someone that is working. Like yeah. you, you've put down, like I, I always thought it was like, because I was someone that was like more like, okay, I'm going to put these notes down. I hope the note grows into something bigger that I could talk about. Like I want to like do like a, a four, uh, I want my jokes to be like four minute ranty style of like a comedy. That was kind of something that spoke to me. But then it was like, oh, this is like, okay, joke one, joke two. Like, I went home and wrote these, fashioned these, and it's like, that is a, like, to me, it's like, it felt like you were going to the office. Yeah, no, there's... Which a lot of people didn't, weren't doing, like, and especially, like, if you were, like, especially for, for me, like, you could see someone who's, like, doing the ranty version who just, that was all they did, there, and it wasn't gonna grow. There were some people that were just good on, good at... I mean, I remember some comics just being good at open mics at crowd work, specifically two about, open mics. Yeah, two yeah, open yeah, micers, yeah. <laughs> and it's like kudos to them for having some crowd work skills. But like, yeah, they, I don't know where this gets you. Exactly, it doesn't relate to other people, uh, especially this was probably like ten years ago, so ten seven years ago, somewhere in there. Uh, I mean, the scene is always changing. Yeah. So I was an influx of new people. And I, you know what? I used to have a lot more like one-liners and now I realized eventually I had to like mix them up to, well, like, I, well, if I want to do a larger span of time and not seem like a click, click, click robot. That, that was the cool thing about it is that then I saw, you know, then you kind of, as you move out of open mics or as you get, you know, kind of go on your different paths or whatever, I would see, we, we got together and you did your half hour yeah. when we went to, um, uh, you know, Western Mass. Yeah, yeah, that was ago. fun. Fun. I was preparing and, but for the Comedy Central half hour, and like, yeah. they, uh, thanks for having me. That was a blast. But it was great because I was like, oh, these now go together. There's like chunks. Yeah, it's that like came out of the one-liners. It's a, it's a weird. Um, after years of doing that, it's like a, like a nebula of things, and then like citing, like, oh, these are all about uh, dating. These are all about drinking. These are all about. Uh, or funerals, and then just pulling them together into sure. different clumps, um, and then they kind of link together. Yeah, so it didn't feel like the 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 clipboard. Yeah, it doesn't. It, there's something to the random randomness, like of the rotation of jokes of telling them. But one, if you do things. Eventually, doing things random long enough is a pattern in itself, and well, people get bored of that. Sure, but I, I think like it, what what is interesting to anyone listening right now is like if you're trying something out and if you're working towards something, like you have to keep in mind the organization of it. Like, oh yeah, you yeah. were sitting there like and, you know you doing open mics with the clipboard, and then you like all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I got this whole bag of tricks now. Yeah. And now I'm going to do a half hour for Comedy Central and it goes together and it's now I have a whole act that I've been doing little by little and placing on top of each other and now it's a full-fledged fully breathing thing. That's that's a weird thing about um Yeah, cuz I actually did have to pull it together and that was a form of work that I 
in hindsight, it made makes sense. Yeah. Going through it, I had no idea it was. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Sure, but I, but, but, I, now, but like it kind see, of was like it was real work to sit down and sift through everything. Yeah. and make it stick together. Like I was going on, I was going through some of my old notebooks. Uh, I was going through. Like you can download your Twitter uh, archive, and I was doing keyword searches. Yeah, I've through done there, that before. <laughs> uh, I've just to that. gather things together, and it never, like, but once it, in a while, I'll find something that I liked. But like, but it's that old thing of like the it never makes uh, the dots only connect looking backwards. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's um, but you know, from like my point of view, I was like. Ah, this guy's like doing shit. You know, like oh, that, thank they, you. That was always my thought with the clipboard and the one-liners, and I was like, that is, that is pure writing. You know, there's well, no just like you say, you see the open mic guy that's just doing the crowd work. It's the pure. What was that? I heard a little buzz. No, it's a pure like. Okay, these will go together as a big chunk of things. But it's uh, all of you guys should go check out the album. Oh, thank you. All. Do you hear that? I keep... Uh, uh, no? I don't know if I hear anything. No, I hear things in my headphones. A buzz? What kind of buzz are you hearing? No, maybe it was just me. Maybe they're my own thoughts. Are your thoughts buzzes? <laughs> <laughs> Go check out the album. Serious Goose. Eric Bergstrom. At Eric Bergstrom. Rad on Instagram. At Eric underscore Bergstrom. Let's do some emails. You ready? Sure. I'd love to. So Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast. At gmail.com. Let's do it. I'm hearing it again. No? Is your thing plugged in? Maybe I'm getting feedback from the thing. All right, we'll go. Emails. Now, these are romantic emails these usually are, or all over the board? All over the board. These are sent by listeners. They're looking for advice. Okay. And uh, I know you pretty well. And you're... Oh, you know what? I actually... Okay, so my album was going to come out. Uh, my girlfriend and her friends are uh, big fans of the show. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. This is very nice to hear. This is the crowd loves it. Jared, I'm an OG listener of the You Up pod, but felt this question was better suited for the J Train podcast, which I've, of course, rated, reviewed, and subscribed to also. Thank you. I'll cut to the chase. I just started graduate school, and I am a TA for undergrad poli-sci lecture. I'm only 23, basically just graduate college myself, so I've taken on a chill type of demeanor with my classes. <laughs> this is, I feel like I know where this is going. Uh, one of my students had started coming to office hours a lot just to shoot the shit and also began emailing me jokes during the main lecture about the professor and the other kids in the class. Uh-oh. Uh, fast forward a bit and we somehow got to exchanging numbers <laughs> yeah somehow. yeah the problem with this is now there's a paper trail the the sending them jokes via email is that what yeah, happened yeah and, and also the there's a lot of um what the things that we've created there's a lot of uh there's a minefield that's been created right well, I mean, are they... Well, because now it's like, okay, we got the emails that say, you know, this fucking loser in the front. We got the uh, the, the professor talks like an idiot. Um, and it's like, you, I know his moves are great because he's throwing everyone under the bus to be funny with this girl. Yeah. So he's trying to flirt with her. For her, it's kind of tough. Fast forward a bit. The, is that the end of the email? Is no, that, fast forward okay, a bit. Okay, what you worried about? And somehow got to exchanging numbers. Now we are on a texting basis, and we at, uh, text various times of day, evening, not daily. Both 
about the class and not. I'm worried I'm in too deep. What do I do? Thanks for the help. Give up the great pods. What do we think? Uh, well, I think she has to have sex with him. Has to blow him. Has to. <laughs> That's the only way to solve this. The only, the only way to solve this. That's the only quantum. reason he went to school. Yeah, this is why he... Get, teacher, teacher. teacher. Well, what do you think? Like, I mean, <laughs> she's in she, a tough position. Um, professionally. I, and Professionally. She's 23, so she's like, you know, this kid could be 20, 21. You know, you don't... I mean... They, they're obviously connecting in some sort of way. Well, there's a thing where, I mean, one, w- what does she want out of this? Does she yeah. like him? Like, the class isn't going to last she, forever. I know, and she hasn't really stated what she wants out of this, but just by virtue of asking, she's entertaining something, right? Yeah, and let's see, it now it's November. Uh, We're almost and, at the end, end of the semester. End of, yeah, is... But this kid is still going to be an undergrad or whatever. Something. I don't think it matters that he's an undergrad and she's twenty three. As I, I don't really there's, know. They're pretty close in age. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's like a professional issue. I think the fact that he, he's in the class, you can get in a position where like someone could find out. It becomes the rumor of the class that you guys are are together. He yeah. gets an A when maybe he's he's on the edge for a B. Um, and then it gets blamed on you as opposed to the reality. You know, these are, I'm trying to go down worst case scenarios. Worst, no, I remember when I was in college, there was a, uh, a teacher who, there was this girl who would do no work and then they would, but the teacher and her would go to, out to concerts all the time. And yeah. somehow she just was never kicked out of the class or anything like yeah. that. So it's like, that's, that's a far thing. But like, I don't know, should she just ignore him? That would... I don't think ignore. I think you can be playful with some. Um, you can have. Uh, uh, you can be naive enough to, to. I think right now where she is, I think get away from having this happen over text. He's clearly flirting with her, though. Clearly, right? clearly flirting. I think she has to decide: Am I enjoying this or not? Yeah that that has that has to be decided. And she has to and be like. Then, I mean, is it unprofessional? I don't. I think it's unprofessional if the relationship goes further than uh, somewhat friendship from here. Until it's after a, right the now, class, right now it's a friendship. Yeah, but like right now, no one's hooked up with anyone. No one has uh, made any promises. They are texting, but I. What you notice in all these scandals is that they all come back to the text and the written word. Yeah, the the trail where uh, that's the trail, and I'm not saying she's even in a scandal. I'm saying that she's in a situation where they're on the doorstep of scandal. Yeah, it's uh, it, because if they have the text, they have all the evidence, but none of the uh, tone. Exactly. It. Like they, it's just like a mean statement without seeing somebody smirk in the corner sure. about how funny it is. Like, sure. Um, if she wants to date this guy or hypothetically see where this could go, my advice to her is keep it where it is until the end of the semester. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, she's and then at a, that point, you can go and, hey, I'm going out tonight. I'm going to a bar. Come meet up. And if she's a TA, does that mean that is she the one there lecturing instead of the teacher? Is the teacher there lecturing also? Well, okay, if they're making been fun in situation, of the teacher. I've been in situations where... The TA teaches a class, and then there's yeah. the main class with the professor. Yeah. And then I've been in situations where there's just TAs that are there for office hours um, if you need help with the class. Yeah. I think, they both, I think it both can occur. So I think 
Because that's a tricky thing, where if she's the teacher of the class, she's like the professor, and that gets the, a little the, dicier. The, the talking shit about the professor is the problem. I mean, like, you, and now that it's moved to text, text, I think, is a little more safe, but you're over a server that might be, you know, the, the, the school server. And I, I, Fair. I would say to her, listen, be nice and pleasant until the end of the semester. If at the end of the semester you have some sort of feeling for him, I don't think there's a problem with saying, hey, come meet me out for a drink. I'm going to have a beer. Yeah, and she should live her life until then. I yeah. mean, not, not hold out for this guy. That would be weird. But uh, her being a TA, it's different than her being a professor and flirting with a student. That's, um, she's, uh, she's doing fine. I think she's fine. I think right now you're on the doorstep. Give it the semester. Be playful and fun and nice as a friend would be. And then the only, you you put fire under, because also you don't want to be the punchline to this guy's story. Mm. You don't want to be this guy to come home to his fraternity house and go, I'm fucking the TA. Um, you know, like to get, you know, we, I'm sure he's nicer than that, but like, yeah, let's, I, you have to think in worst case scenarios for situations where you're walking a tightrope. So let's talk about falling off the tightrope is that this guy isn't all that great a dude, and he's now bragging about this. It gets around. Right now, you can just be pleasant and nice as a friend would be. And then when the semester ends, if you as someone was like, I kind of interested in this guy, tell him you're out in the town having a beer. Come meet up. Do you think she should be clearer at all about like, hey, uh, th- right now I'm your TA. We got to step back the I texting, you, the making fun of the I professor think, until this is done. I think if someone makes fun of someone over to you to text, you can just not acknowledge it. And then that's... Let it bomb. Okay. You know, like, just don't even respond it's to like it. That, it's like not responding to any text. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, let it bomb. And they'll still see each other, so she has an opportunity to still, like, just be because nice. He, yeah, and just because he texts, it doesn't that mean that he she believes it. Yeah. You know, Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com here with Eric Bergstrom. Howdy, howdy. At Eric Bergstrom Rad on Instagram. Serious Goose. That's the album. <laughs> Go get it. Get involved. So funny. Magnum condoms. They are condoms. J Train, Feather Feather. Let's get to it. Hope you and your guests can help me navigate a weird condom situation. I've been casually seeing this guy for a few weeks. He's 30. I'm 25. The first time we had sex, he didn't have condoms, so he used one of mine. Trojan bearskins are my go-to. I like those, too. Next time I was uh, over, he pulled out a Magnum. I didn't say anything, but I was immediately confused. <laughs> but, <laughs> I love that. That uh, What are you doing with that? Yeah, that's... Well, I mean, is there a huge factual size difference? I mean, but... Well, <laughs> there's a difference between the size of condoms. I think you can use a Magnum, even if you're not Magnum-sized. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like wearing your older brother's sweatshirt. <laughs> I mean, older, it works. Wearing your older brother's condom. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it works. But uh, you might be warm, but you look a little ridiculous. Um, I, I think it's funny that, geez, what are you doing with that? Well, I'm a Magnum. Oh, I don't think you are, sir. Yeah, that's... Um, oh, I'm confused. What are you doing? Where where she go from there <laughs> after confusion? I've never been with someone who has had to use those. He's not small by any means, but definitely average. <laughs> <laughs> I love the thought that he, in his mind, he's a Magnum. 
but he's not in reality. Not small by any means, but definitely average. It seemed that to work is... fine, but it's not like I closely inspected it. I'm kind of paranoid that they are too big and could not be working properly. But I can't think of any way to bring up the topic without hurting his ego. Appreciate any advice in a tricky situation. I um, I understand her question is perfect. I love this email. It's so funny that... <laughs> I mean, the bearskin condom worked fine, right? I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I don't know the... Listen, I don't know the the health implications of this. I don't know if a, con, if a too big a condom can not work or work... Well, it could slip off. It could slip off. Um, I think... Um, have you ever used a uh, Magnum? Yeah, no, I, I, I do. I, you use them? I do. <laughs> really? I don't... Uh, it's, it's uncomfortable. But yeah, and they are... You have to use a magnet. There we go. I That's have to, stuff. but I know because I used to steal condoms from my dad's drawer in high school, and they're too Was small. Oh, and uh, that every time, every argument, what a revelation! Every argument after realizing that has been uh, you just a blessing. Them? Yeah, a real you get, blessing. You get in a but, fight and you just go, "I know." Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's not like it's not like I mean, it's not like the double magnums or anything yeah. like that. It's that just, exists. Yeah, come on, we're in Harlem. You you go out there, don't you? I've been out there. <laughs> you look you look behind the bodega guy yeah, at the. Well, I usually. Oh, try my to... bodega! I live down in uh, Crown Heights. Uh, bodega. They sell Lucy cigarettes, but they also sell Lucy Magnum condoms. Really? Yeah. I don't trust the Lucy them. industry in certain parts of town in this city is crazy. It is Lucy for those listening at home is that you can just get a single one of a pack. Yeah, of a cigarette. I'm not worried so about get, a whole thing. You can go buy a, a single cigarette at a bodega here in New York. You can go buy a single condom at a bodega here in Harlem. You can go buy single beers, like Lucy beers. Yeah. Lucy Lucy's just a term here. But then again, I live by a middle school uh, where all the kids are taller than me, so like maybe they just go... I don't know. I don't know if they have cash. They need to go get a condom and go have sex. I don't know. Yeah, you got to all the, listen, ki- all the kids are like do. giants. Kids yeah. are getting huge nowadays. Getting big. I I I would say to her, the way to bring it up is through your condoms that he's using. So the discussion starts where you're hooking up, and then you touch a penis, and then you're like, "Do you need a condom?" And then he pros out his own, and then I would be, and then I would have the conversation right there and then. What if she... I know that kind of... I think when you... The the ego isn't as bruised when you're in the game already. What Right? Well, I I agree. But what if she insisted on using the brand that she likes and Mm. seeing how... Just gauging how he reacts? Because if he says, like, I have to... Because he hasn't said that he has to use them. He used the kind that she liked well, before, but right? Her, but that's what she's so nervous about. She's like, I gave you the condom that I like. It worked. It fit you. Yeah. Then we go to your place, and you're going to play this fucked up game of, I'm a big boy now, and I need bigger condoms than I actually need because I got to fucking up my ego or some shit. And, so you know, like a lot of people, I knew a guy... Some people, I knew, there's guys out there that carry around magnums just for the idea that they've now uh, uh, placed to sh- in to a, show off to show 
they've seen the Magnum, so what I see is what it is. And, and it's like oh. it's almost like a trick. I think that what this guy is doing is kind of like, yeah, if she sees I use a Magnum, then I am Magnum. Yeah, but maybe yeah. he doesn't really need them. Like for you who uses these Magnum well, condoms, you have said these are too small for me. Yeah, yeah, but that's uh, <coughs> one time I was on the subway platform and I saw like there were a bunch of like actually very attractive like business ladies on the platform mm. and like this teenage kid came by and like fake dropped some magnum condoms <laughs> in front of them it was uh, oh, 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 oops it was not done gracefully how, oops but how did it, all it, these magnums yeah yeah an astro glide get out here ha <laughs> ladies i'm yeah. uh, i'm a sensitive listener too <laughs> how how did all these danielle steel uh, books get out here <laughs> that's I, I just don't know. I really think that she needs to say that she likes the condoms she has more. Oh, uh, make it a personal preference thing. Make it a preference hey, thing. Hey, last time we had sex, you used the, the condoms you use. Can we use these other ones? They feel better for they me. They feel better for her. That's and then if he argues he has to use these Magnum condoms, just... I like that. I like that approach. Then you could see what direction it goes, but also... If she really does like the other ones, maybe they have a magnum version of that. Version of that. It just gets the conversation going in a way that I don't think would offend him. But listen, I will say this. I have put on, like, I, I got this jacket. I put on this jacket. I was like, oh, this jacket fits great. And then I went home and my, my mom was like, jacket looks a little small. And I'm like, I think this, like, in my mind, this fits fucking great. And I was like, you, you're wrong. And then I now I'm asking everyone about the fucking jacket. Do you think it looks small? Do you think of this? This is this. Oh, uh, like, it gets in your head. It gets in your head. So I think with the, with, you know, going based on that, he could come back and be like, "This is what I fucking wear." I I don't know. I, I I agree. I think the way to go is this feels comfortable for me. Put things in U terms. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, what is it? That's that's classic uh, I statements. Yeah. Using that. That's very safe for like it's a di- safe. Uh, an emotional dialogue like that. And then and then if he says, "Well, I use Magnums," you go and then you go, "Do you need those?" <laughs> and then you go, "I think so," but but you used the other one before and it worked. Yeah. Because now you have this like case that you've built. Yeah, you use the other to, ones and it worked. How come you need magnets? Were the other ones uncomfortable? Other ones, and he didn't now you say can ask. Con, now you get to ask questions. Yeah. So, and I, I listen. If this hurts his ego so much that he can't have sex with you, it's probably not the right relationship, anyways. Oh, it's the ideal relationship. No, no. <laughs> like, what's it gonna be when you tell him that you know he's you know when you're like well, we can't go away to Mexico this year. I use Magnum condoms. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at I mean, gmail.com. Listen, people, we're sponsored. I love this sponsor because of the time of year we are in. It's gift giving time. And this sponsor is a fantastic gift. Okay. Listen, I, I'm going to talk about it. it's homesick candles. Homesick candles, I love it. I have three of them in my apartment right now. Um, it's listen, the candles are great. Candles in general are great. But what these homesick candles are, they are uh, they, they're to send someone that you've had a memory with. If you went to camp with someone, if you went on a trip with someone, if your family's from a certain state but they had to move out of state, if if you're from they do 
cities and states and holidays. It's the design is clean. And these homesick candles I have out, and every time someone comes over, they make a comment about them. Eric walked in. So good. That's right. That's Jamie Lee. (laughs) Headphoneless Jamie Lee. Headphoneless Jamie Lee. Shelby will never forget. I I'll say this every time Eric walked in and he goes, Maine? Why do you have Maine? I go, and it started a whole conversation. And this is what I love about Homestead Candle. It's a perfect groomsman gift, bachelorette gift, uh, stocking stuffer, Hanukkah gift. It's a great night one Hanukkah gift. I, I, family, it, it really makes you, what it does is it says to someone, oh, they remembered this experience they had with me. And it's a personalized gift without it getting too out of control. I, I, I just think it's, what a great idea. I, great design, great holiday gift. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. My listeners who go to homesick.com, use promo JTRAIN, will receive 10% off any, over, any order over $50 and get free shipping. That's any order over $50. You're going to get 10% off and free shipping with code JTRAIN. Homesick to, homesick.com, promo JTRAIN. Homesick.com, promo JTRAIN. It's a great deal, 10% off and free shipping. That's a deal, baby. Amazing offer. Most popular state and city candles won't last long. They only have limited supplies. So if you're from a place that everyone wants to send one from, I have a New York City candle, I have a Massachusetts candle, I got a, I got a, uh, a Maine one. It's just, I really do believe that every time I look at it, I go, that's where I'm from. And I like that. Homesick.com, promo JTRAIN, 10% off and free shipping. Just visit homesick.com. Homesick.com, promo JTRAIN. Find a personal gift for your whole list today. Love that sponsor. Here Smells with, so good. That's right, Jamie Lee. You ever see somebody when they have the, uh, was it like a state silhouette uh, tattoo? Yeah. yeah I kind of like it. It kind of looks like that a little it bit. It looks like that. These have the, I, I like it because they have the silhouettes on them. And I like it when people have those tattoos because it is, I don't know, I always find it endearing. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Eric Bergstrom at Eric Bergstrom Rad on Instagram. The album, Serious Goose. It is Go a serious goose, not a silly goose. Very serious. I like this. I've been dating someone for several years on and off. He comes from an Orthodox Jewish background, and I too am religious, though not from some sort of fa- the from same sort of family. We seem to be the perfect match. We've gone from spending months together at a time, have traveled the world, have couple friends, see each other daily, etc. Every time I've ever brought up getting engaged or married, he gets nervous, shuts down, and claims he wants to create his own identity with his family business first. Doesn't know what he wants to do yet and can't make any big decisions until other things are decided. I then go cold turkey for two to three months. He comes back. We attach to each other and do this whole thing over again. I want to be more serious in the relationship and not sure how to handle it. All my friends need to say I need to stop wasting my time, but I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt, thinking he will come around as we are already so familiar, intertwined in each other's lives and have an incredible relationship. What's the move from a guy's perspective? I love this email. She said she was at the comedy cellar last night, reminded me to write you. What do you think? I think that taking two to three months off, alternating between that and uh, j- jumping right for marriage, 
Those are big extremes. Those are big extremes. Um, they're both from religious families, so I could understand where she's like, this is it. This but is what we do. Is she... She's also religious. Are they of the same religion? But she's not as religious. Or? She writes several years on and off. Several years on and off. He comes from an Orthodox Jewish background, and I too am religious, though not from the same sort of family. So I'm assuming that different religion. No, no, no. Same religion, different uh, not degrees Orthodox of Judaism. Jewish. Okay. So like, I would think that he's Orthodox and she's modern Orthodox. Is what I would think, or conservative. Modern Orthodox is basically, or the, for those at home, Orthodox is like the most religious of Jews, and then Modern Orthodox is kind of like their Orthodox a la carte. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that she's she probably hates that definition, but I've dated Modern Orthodox girls, and it's always been like, you know, we do this, but we don't do this. We know, you know, you know they pick and choose a little bit. They and do, then do the light switch thing and all that. Or someone does the light switch for them. I see, I and see. And then, or maybe Saturdays is more of like uh, less less about going to temple, more about, you know, doing, just being with family, where they, you know, they, they don't necessarily, you know, they're not walking with the book and reading the prayers. They're just living the lifestyle of, of an Orthodox person. And then there's conservative, which is like, you know, I think even let way down the rung a little bit, but like, you know, goes to temple on the high holidays, uh, you know, and then there's reformed and all that stuff. So, but I think that they, she's saying, listen, we have so much in common. I say to him, let's get over the hump of being more serious. And he backs off. Yeah. Here's my fear. And that's probably when she leaves. Yeah. She probably says, well, I have to go find someone. That Which is a decent, that's a good move. Yeah. Um, Here's my fear with what she's saying. He, she brings up marriage. Then yeah. he brings up that he needs to find his own identity with the family business, which means to me that she does. He doesn't see her as potentially becoming part of her family or part of his family. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, no, but the yeah, family business it. is right. one with the family. And he's not seeing her gelling with that. She writes two different things. The answer, I, I agree, because the answers are usually in the emails. She writes two different things that are contradictory. Okay. So she's getting, she writes, he claims, and I'm sure I'm positive that she is quoting him word for word. <laughs> so like I, I'm positive that what she's writing is very on point for what he's telling her. Yeah. So she writes, he claims he wants to create his own identity within his family business first, comma, doesn't know what he wants to do yet, comma, and can't make any decisions until other things are decided. To me, that is someone who's not happy working at his family business and is not sure when he's going to leave and do something on his own. Okay, so... Does that make sense? It does make sense. So, so he's by, he, but he wants to be with. Hmm. And I do think this is a very male thing, where and especially a 2018 male thing. You're brought up by people. A lot of people were brought up by maybe the dad was head of household and provided, and now you're 2018 male and you're thinking, man, I can't provide in the same way. I can't see how I will provide in the same way that my dad provided. So he's like, I'm putting away life so that I can 
keep working towards that goal of being able to provide, and then I'll concentrate on the wife and the marriage and the kids. Because he knows that the minute they get serious, the train has left the station. Yeah. She because and she's not wrong. She has her goals and he can have his goals. Her goals involve we get married, we have kids, we have second kid, we have third kid, we get suburban house. And at that point she has to understand he's fucking stuck. Yeah, he's committing to two paths yeah. at one time. At there. one time. He's saying, Okay, if that happens, if I join the train that you're putting up to the station, I also have to commit to this family business that isn't making me happy. Okay, I can see where he, you're, you're saying he hasn't found something that makes him happy that can support a family. Yeah, I think he's not happy working the job he has within the family and that he's trying to decide, well, where's my out? What's my passion? What will be, maybe I should start a business and he's going, if I start a business while I, while I you know get serious with this girl, that's not going to happen. But where are the chances that he is attracted to her they're friends and he's just making excuses um those chances exist the way she puts it makes me think that's not the case here okay the they talk I, daily but or frequently but then she takes two three months off where well, they because don't. he probably she probably says to him like hey when are we gonna get more serious do you see this going towards marriage and then and he, he pops back in because she gives, up on other, she gives up on other guys. Yeah. And then she comes back to him and she says, why don't we make this work? If this is so easy with us together, why wouldn't we make this work? And then he's got cold feet. Yeah. I feel for her because I feel for him. I Listen, I'm more like him than not. I, you know, I want comedy to be working out in, in as consistent of a way as it can be before I say... Oh, I'll take a night off from comedy. Or yeah. before I can say, um, I want to get into the position where I'm promising someone. That what you're doing is you're signing someone else up for your dream. Yeah, you're signing, up, you're signing up uh, potentially a, a new baby to have uh, not the best life that you want to give it. Yeah. Which is- so I understand his, his issue, but I think for her, you got to move on. Because yeah, that, I, I, mean, that I would don't get his attention. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's tough to tell you this, but because I know it seems like the perfect match because of background and how and old the are they? It it doesn't even matter to me because their age. It's just where they not, are in life. It, but the thing is, if he's not happy in what he produces every day, he, I I do think he'll never be happy until he leaves the family business and goes and does what he thinks he should be doing. But that could just be disapproval of the whole entire family. Absolutely. And, whole and also thing. the thing that makes him happy might not be the thing that uh, allows him to have a family for the next five years, ten years. Yeah, that's that's it's tricky. dicey. So and and so for her, where her priorities, she says, I want to be more secure in the relationship, I'm not sure how to handle it. My friends need to say say I need to stop wasting my time. I think she's wasting her time waiting for him to stop being a pussy and move towards his dreams. Yeah, or he's being a yeah he's he's being a pussy waiting for that, and I don't want to say she's being a pussy, but she is acting afraid. Yeah, but I'm saying I and, mean pussy in the way that like she he 
either has to decide to commit to his... He's got to decide on commitment to his family business or creating his own path. He sounds wishy-washy. Yeah, because he's probably afraid of losing the money that he has with his family business and also might not know even what his dreams are. But he thinks, this can't be my dream. I'm, I'm living my dad's dream. But he's got to handle that on his own without you. Yeah. Because that will never be a happy relationship if he can't be happy with himself. Well, if if... I mean, I, I hate to be this harsh, but if she was that important to him, he would forge away yeah. and make it work. And it sounds like time is passing and she needs to be clear about that and stick to her guns. And, and I think when you go in and out of a relationship for years, he's, she says several years and we go on and off. Yeah, he always knows you're there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you get used to the pattern of just like accepting that and, and just falling back. I mean, that might... That might just be an unhealthy relationship in itself. Absolutely, but also it plays to this guy's character. His character is wishy-washy. Yeah. This guy's character is, I lo- I'm at my family business, but I don't want to lose the money for my family business, and I want to do my own thing, but I'm too afraid to do my own thing. It's the same thing the way he deals with their relationship. Uh, I want to be with you, but then when things get more serious, I'm going to back out because I'm not sure that things will be okay. You know, anytime things might not be okay, he backs out. I know we're going down the road here of making a lot of assumptions. Yeah. But uh, that's the only way we can play the game. Yeah, she needs to focus on her life, make sure that her career is strong enough. I wonder if they were there together last night. Oh, I wonder. I hope he's a fan and is listening. Uh, He better be. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Eric Bergstrom. Serious Goose. We got another sponsor, people. Oh, I love this sponsor because it's the perfect time of year for them. Harry's. Love Harry's. You know what I love about Harry's? It's really tough to find the right holiday gift. And you know what? With holiday gifts... We we get so caught up with these big, you know, the car with the bow and the and the vacation and the the big the new shoes and the new the big. You want to do a lot of good jabs, like the homesick candle. That's a nice jab. Yeah, you know the Harry's is a great gift, and it's something thoughtful that you can do for people in your life that you want to do something thoughtful for. And it's listen, they're. It's really difficult to find the the right thing for that type of person. It's not your girlfriend, but maybe it's you know a cousin or an aunt or an uncle or a dad, and you're just trying to get that one gift that says I'm thinking about. Yeah, you. Yeah, by jab you mean something heartfelt, personalized for someone that is. I mean, just people. You yes, I, I think the people that are people you care about that you don't want to be like I'm in love with you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, like I think Harry's is kind of the it fits that perfect uh, gift spot for a boss or a or a or a friend or someone uh, you know cousins and family member and uh, you know listen Harry's is a perfect gift. Because it makes long-lasting quality products at a super reasonable price. They have four and a half five out of five stars on Trustpilot. German engineer blades, practical gift they'll actually use. They'll think about you every time you're using it. Harry's has an limited edition set and special offer. As a special offer for fans of the show, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off of any shave set, including... The limited edition holiday sets when you go to harrys.com slash jtrain. Listen, these holiday sets are beautiful. You don't even have to wrap them. 
Okay, so it's just a set it and forget a gift. You buy it, you get the holiday set, you get $5 off using harrys.com slash jtrain. Plus, you'll get free shipping. This offers for new and returning customers and is only available for the holidays. So Harry's and I, we matched up. We made a, a, a deal for $5 off of any shave set at harrys.com slash jtrain. Plus, you get free shipping, and it's for new and returning customers. Each Harry's shave set comes with ergonomic weighted handle with an option to engrave. Wow. Great gift for dad. Great, great gift for mom. These aren't just for men. They're for women, too. German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide close, comfortable shave. Foaming shave gel that smells delicious. For a rich lather, travel blade cover to protect your blades. A handsome holiday gift box. The gift box... You don't even have to wrap. Or if you just want something for yourself, redeem a Harry's trial offer to experience the quality of shave before committing. Call to action right now. Get your holiday shopping done early. Listen, it sneaks up on you. For shipping, free shipping ends on December 12th. So act now. Go to harrys.com slash JTrain to get $5 off a shave set while supplies last. That's harrys.com slash JTrain, harrys.com slash JTrain. Listen, they ran out of them last year. Um, it's going to happen again. Shelby, we got time for an email? We do. One more email. Let's do it. Hi, really love the show. I'm very certain I found my partner in kink. Oh, boy. Here we go. I like this. I'm in my early 40s. He's in his later 40s. My entire life I've been treated like the Madonna from all my sexual partners when I really want to be a little whore. (laughs) What is the difference? What's the difference between Madonna and a little whore? No, I'm kidding. I actually, there's, okay, I know there's young Madonna and older. That's my point. is Is it like... Like princess esque, like versus like 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 a virgin Madonna is princess esque. I got she you. She put out an S and M book. What in like the nineties or the Madonna table, did the coffee table book. Yeah, really? yeah. So what would the meaning of that? I would think treated like a Madonna would be kind of virginal. Maybe she means like Lady Madonna, the classic. I, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, so or and, but she really wanted to be treated like a little whore. I'm a petite woman of 115 pounds with a little voice. Then 18 months ago, I met Mr. C. Oh, this is like a BDM. That's right. Mr. C. I, I love how we communicate. And only and our only deal breaker is that he's over a foot taller than me. We are exclusive. We both rock each other's world. Sex is unreal. He texts me several times a day. This is such a great, healthy relationship. Finally. I love it. Thing is, I've been eagerly open to and brought up. I've been eagerly open to and brought up sex clubs and swinging. Even a vacation at a swingers resort. I'm finally attracted to women. I'm Oh, I'm really attracted to women. And honestly, like dating men more, women are just a little more dramatic. Mr. C knows all of this, says he wants this. Will crank me up by talking about our future sex club nights and threesomes. It just hasn't happened yet. We both do have busy schedules. <laughs> it's funny to it's funny to be like, I want it. I need the threesome. Oh, sorry, I have an appointment at five. <laughs> Gotta have my nails done. Yeah. Then off to the fuck parlor. Oh, <laughs> nails took too long. Can't do it. But I um 
Oh, I don't know. If we could swear. Can we not ha- swear? Oh, we can swear. We both have busy schedules, but I really hope I'm not missing something or not sexually taken serious again. Uh, I found a great club I've been mentioning for over a year now, and he just hasn't has said yes. This date uh, hasn't said yes this date and time. Let's do it. I sort of want to sabotage a date night, but if he's not quite ready, we have talked extensively about this, set our rules, and both want this. I don't sense any reason why we haven't. We have great chemistry. Our relationship is getting better every day, and I really don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but also... I look great and I want to experience this before serious sagging starts. I'm a little nervous emailing for you for advice, but I need a man's uh, perspective. I love this email. She sends a picture. She's beautiful. Very lovely. Lovely and Doesn't look her age at all. What do you think? Yeah, she looks young. She looks like she's in her 20s. Well, I mean, there is the possibility that he really is just into her and is... And into talking about it. And is using the foreplay sweet talk that he knows gets her really horny yeah i i think that's that's of the options that's option one um now is she wanting to go these places to exclusively sleep with women uh it 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 might be that he so to review option one it might be that he's just really into the um how sexy it is to talk about yeah yeah and, yeah and 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 getting and to him Moving to the next phase of actually doing isn't as sexy to him. Yeah, no, I've, I've, uh, was it sexted with a girl in the past about a threesome with a girl, and that's all that ever happened because she lived in a different state. But it was yeah. like it was sexting, and that's just the direction it went. And then we sexted a few more other times, sure, and that it always just went that direction. Now he might, I mean. I don't know what his experience is with, like, if if they're after an open relationship. Yeah. It sounds like. Well, it but- seems like she wants to go to these clubs. To me, the way I read this is, I'm really into this guy. We have a great relationship. A lot of our sexual, the sexual side of our relationship, is talking about this. Now I'm ready to make this happen in a safe and fun way. And I found the club. I've mentioned it. He talks about how he's into it. I want to have a shitter get off the pot moment with this but here's what she has to be worried about if i were her is if you find out that this is just fun for his imagination and not in real life are you going to be sexually less into him yeah it's so you know that that i would be worried if from his perspective i'd be worried if i if i personally didn't want to go to these places the minute i say outright no the house of cards comes falling down well she says she wants to be treated like a little whore and she's being treated like a Madonna. And the way I read that is that he's putting her on a pedestal and trying to fulfill things. And he's not taking action to make this happen like a guy who is really into it and wants to bang other ladies at a sex club would do. I think he's... Uh, well, maybe, I mean, we. she mentioned the rules. So I'm, I'm. it might be that part of the rules is that it's just her with the woman and he's just off in the corner, you know, touching himself. Oh, what? Do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, it might be that the fantasy is all her fantasy and he's just like, it's just hot that you have a fantasy. Yeah. But, like, she wants to be a little whore. Swing, okay, well, swinging means uh, they that, both well, exchange this partners. Is, this, is, this is number two on the fears that I would have personally is you get to the sex party and it's like, you fucking come in four seconds and you've ruined the fucking party. Ah, <laughs> uh, and then it's a, 
then now you, it's then you have to watch your girlfriend get fucked yeah. all night by a bunch of fat dudes who <laughs> take or, buffet breaks or by some woman because she says she's into women you know like that's uh, you know that's just a bunch of guys by the, by the buffet watching yeah. the ladies who have like unlimited stamina yeah, all yeah, night yeah. you're at the buffet <laughs> you, know? you know so i would these are i I don't know if we can answer the question for her, but we can definitely answer what his fears might be. So I would say to her, um, you have to have a serious conversation with yourself. If you find out that only the imagination of this is what he can get to, and if you find that out, are you going to be out on him? Then you maybe need to stay in this imagination land. If if you're okay with finding out that he doesn't want to do this and you want to push it, I would say to you, go to him, hey, I planned it. I, I, I would say, hey, we've talked about this a lot. Um, I want this to happen. I'm, I enjoy your company. Whatever you say, I will do. But just know that like, I'm not just speaking in hypotheticals. Here. Yeah, it sounds like she wants him to take charge, but she needs to be clear and maybe has to take charge herself. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, in kink terms, she might have to train him a little bit to start taking charge, like if he's not used to it. Yeah, and also like put his 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 uh, put his uh, his thoughts at ease, like his 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 anxieties at ease. Like he, he hey, might not have gone to one of these, he's and never she has, been and and she might have read up, and he's just going. He's scared. He could be scared. Yeah, and also like. You know, if he's seen and someone like what are the mm. privacy rules and, you know, there's a whole number of things that like me, if a girl was coming at me with these talks too, I and why I would feel weird is the same reason he would. Yeah. And, and it might get into the reason I like I've talked to girls about going to these things and I am a wuss. And after sex, yeah. I fall in love with uh sometimes the worst women sometimes the best sure. women but it's like oh we have sex once uh, i want to date you and i don't the idea of uh watching you get banged by someone else isn't thrilling sure it, it doesn't work for me that's the thing like with these kinks and stuff you're 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 dancing in waters that you have to be sure are comfortable for both parties and if you're going to be open, you have to be totally open yeah. and also not offended. To And the thing, the thing I'd be worried about is that this whole dream gets, you find the reality in this dream and it's just not what you guys have built it up to be. Yeah. Sometimes there's four places. I mean, there are, there's forms of porn that I'll watch that I would never want to like participate in, in real life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, how many times have you shut the computer and gone, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> just feel dead inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just dead and dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? Gasping. Who for am I? Do you know, I hate to bring this up, but like, you know, John F. O'Donnell. Yeah. He has a short, uh, like a little story about how, uh, he was having a th threesome where it was him, uh, him, a dude and this lady, and he didn't predict how soon he was going to come and how long they'd keep going. So the story's all about him just playing DJ as they fuck oh and my sitting God. there. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a fear. Yeah, that's super... Just like getting out-duded or out-chicked. What you know, if like I'm inadequate? Real, the, you know, the especially if it's the way it sounds, uh, male, female, female. It's like, yeah, what if she comes in with a fucking dildo and is just like, that? that has no time limit on it. You know, like, and now you're fucking... Loserville in the corner. I mean, this guy's 
40 something what if there's a bunch of 20 year old like bodybuilders with the stamina yeah, forever like I, I, what are you gonna do i think you have to have an honest conversation you have to let him know how serious you are about taking it to the next level and also be unoffended if that's not his dream as well yeah J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Eric Bergstrom, thank you for coming. Hey, on. thank you for having me. It's a blast. At Eric Bergstrom on at Eric underscore Bergstrom on Twitter at Eric Bergstrom Rat on Instagram. Serious Goose. Serious Goose. Go check out the album right now. Shelby, we've got time for news. We do. Let's do it. Are either of you familiar with the Miss? Bum Bum Contest. The Miss Bum Bum Contest. Is it a, is, is it a butt contest? Yeah. You would be correct. Okay. I'm assuming that. Okay. What is the Miss? Uh, how does it go? Well, it is. Where is it held? How does it go? It sounds like a hobo comp- contest. <laughs> <laughs> the Miss Bum Bum Contest is very famous in Brazil as they are famous for having a Nice ass. Yeah, okay, nice yeah. bum bums. Brazilians are hot. They are. Dear God. <laughs> the uh, crux of the competition is there's a lot of women on stage, as you will see here. Okay. Is it on. oil and twerking, or what is it? They're on stage. Oh, man, they did not take the swimsuit competition out of this one. It's basically all swimsuit. Yeah. Uh, very less than that. Sure. Or a thong suit. It's great. If I may. And they're all, you know, <laughs> flanked in the Brazilian flag, and it looks, it's great. They're all uh, take their turn shaking their ass. Mm-hmm. God, I love patriotism. Showing off their ass. Yep, yep, Displaying yep. said ass. Okay. But this year's winner. How do you judge it? It's like the curvature. The the movement. Oh, what, is, what are they judging? I guess it's got to be some move. Well, I'd say the movement section is like the talent section. And then about me, it's like, I don't know why I'm bringing <laughs> this. Uh, if I were to judge this sure. thing, uh, I mean, size without being truly, truly humongous. And now I sound yes. terrible. Yeah, listen, this, I mean, it's tough to judge a ass competition without sounding terrible. I mean, it's like it's like if it is Kim Kardashian's ass without being plastic surgery, it's like... Uh, I mean, how'd you do this? Good for you. Yeah. God bless your genes. Yeah. So what's going on? There's some drama at this year's contest. Oh, shit. Oh, my. With 31-year-old model and dancer Ellen Santana winning. Okay. And upon... I'll play a video for us here. Mm-hmm. Winning a the twenty seven year old contest uh, runner up was very furious. Said that she had a fake ass that was surgically enhanced oh. and ripped the sash off. I'll play you the video here. Very dramatic. She ripped it off her. So she wins. Okay, she's being hugged. This is her moment. Someone comes up to the stage. Took it off of her and put it on herself. Wow. This is a rumble. Those are some. Another Steve Harvey mistake. All right. Her. That was some athleticism. She in one swoop. Is that a rule? It should be all natural? Because I can see that does look a little unnatural. That does look a little. In one swoop, the girl came up, took the sash off her, and put it on herself. 
That is a move. You cannot juice or inflate in these competitions. You can't juice or inflate. Mm. No, it's like it's, it's against the spirit that's of the a tough, game. Yeah, that's against the spirit of the sport. We I, will put this link in the description so you can see this heinous act for yourself. Yes, you can. This heinous, heinous act. <laughs> heinous, heinous act. I mean, it's amazing. Both of those asses, I mean, are living in, in the golden age of ass. Oh, it's uh, it's a wonderful age of ass. It yeah. is. But there is something real right now where I think that the surgical alterations, like even just going on Instagram and seeing all of the 19-year-olds or whatever that become like superstar models because they have so much plastic surgery, mm. it there's something well, there that's disturbing. People have accused Nicki Minaj of it. Yeah, it's out there. The accusu- accusations are out there. Um, was it, did anything resolve? Like, did they figure out if it was? How do they uh, even surgical? check for that? I have. I'll inspect. <laughs> well, I'll say. Wait, this. is that her? They right drop there? a nickel on it. Yeah, that's oh, how you make know. The penny how yeah. bunch of bounces. I, I, I will say this: a lot of plastic surgery is happening now for Instagram. For yeah, the no, camp. that's so. Like, I, I went and got my teeth cleaned yesterday for Instagram. For Instagram, <laughs> um, but when I went, you know, I. With some other, con- you know, we had the conversation about teeth whitening. Mm. And I was like, how do they get it so what? You know, is that what you guys do? And we're talking about it. And they were just like, some of those people on the news, that's just a veneer. That's just yeah. a shell over. Those are porcelain. Those are scary. They got to like break your teeth to get some of those they, in, right? That's the thing. And so it's like these HD cameras, like, and they, and we were talking about, it, they were like, these people walk into rooms and you notice them, right? You're like, what have you done? Yeah. And it's like I I hear that because you're like because they're not doing it for the room. They're doing it for TV because there's so many more. They are preparing their ass or their teeth for an audience of millions instead of the audience of 10 they see every day. It's like TV if you go on a talk show, makeup, you you can't really tell, I guess if you're a guy you wouldn't think, "Oh, he's wearing it." And then you see sure. him if they come from the taping and they just look bizarre. Bizarre. Because yeah. they're playing at four lights that are TV or Instagram. Well, it, it is also a thing. You can tell when someone has never been on TV before because they just look like a fucking mangy dog. It's kind of... <laughs> like Nixon without makeup. Yeah, like it's like they have no... You're like, you can see when someone hasn't prepared. Like When someone with bad teeth goes on TV, it's like, how did this happen? It's like why Trump looks bizarre with his like white raccoon eyes now have you seen the thing where he was trying to get a role in the like 2009 like sequel to the wall street movie oh really and they gave all these specifics like we need he we need to light him with this orange glow at this way look at the yeah, apprentice boardroom oh, wow. and they were like we don't take we're, we're the makers of this so he doesn't have that now when he's at like a press conference yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why Tr- trump went from you you'd see him certain certain light and you're like okay this is and now it's like there's certain times you have to see him without the 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 smoke and mirrors yeah it's interesting i mean this woman she's beautiful i i mean the bum gum conversa- competition you want it to be done right you want it done in the right way it's um you don't want any drugs being used but yeah but I, stealing the sash is never the way of doing it that's how you get disqualified yeah. you gotta do it you she gotta go clean she better be right uh, yeah write exactly a formal complaint right yeah to the bum bum association <laughs> let it go through the proper channels and then we'll discuss it with a you know with a tribunal 
I still think of Bum Bum as the, the, the cartoon Bumblebee with a huge ass. Oh, is That's that what a, was his name? No, I don't think so. Oh. I'm just saying <laughs> things to say. But like you were talking about with TV, like breast implants, they're great for cleavage. Mm. Sometimes terrible, like just if you see them without the thing. And but it's like it's you, like the veneers. You just see them on the TV. They look great, but you, in person. Well, it's one of the, you're like, oh, that's what I must look like on TV. Yeah. And it's like, no, you don't. You look ridiculous on TV. These people have prepared for TV. They look, we look ridiculous on TV. They look ridiculous in the room. Yeah. That's kind of the, that's very true. That's the trade off you choose. You're either going to have the crazy ass on TV or you're going to have the normal ass in person. They're more on one or the other. It's like being a stand up comic and trying to be more comfortable on stage than you are in real life. Yeah. It's uh, it's like very like I know I feel very natural on stage. Step off. And it's like, yeah, like, why are people talking to me? All these people I've been talking to for the (laughs) past half an hour. Why are they so close as I'm walking into them? Sure. It's just different, and you got to choose one lane or the other. And the bum bum converse, you know, competition. Like, you, I mean, you see her on stage, and you're like, I don't even know if I could handle it. Shelby, any more news? We do. Let's do it. You guys uh, happy with how old you are? Would you be younger? Would, would you I be, be younger? Would you be older? I think I would. Uh, I'm cool with my age. I mean, if I was to like go back, I think I'd do it. What do you think? Are you talking? I are you talking about redoing life or just being younger now? Just your number that is your age. The number that is my. I, I like my age, but like I've had health problems. I'd like to be younger just to be healthier. Mm. Well, a sixty-nine-year-old man in wherever. What what the hell is Dutch? What does that uh, mean? Deutschland. Dutch is Amsterdam. Well, he lives in Amsterdam named Emil Rettelbrand. I said 69 years old. Was told by his doctor that he has the body of a twenty a man 20 years younger. And he oh. is now trying to legally change his date of birth from March 11th, 1949 to March 11th, 1969. Oh, my. Um, so he's identifying as a different age, is what he's saying. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah, that's I, like I don't know what that does for him personally. Is is he saying he wants? Is, is that the words he's using? Identify as a for you know whatever the age he wants to do. He says his legal age affects his employment opportunities as well as his love life, and argues that if well, I love that he put love life second, so it doesn't sound like he's just trying to get laid. He's, well, just, he's like, it's my employment, but also I got to get my dick sucked. Yeah, like. yeah, but his physical health doesn't. Okay, well, 20 saying, years of experience of not knowing technology sure. and of extra knowledge from the world affects his life, life and career also. Yeah, well, he's saying that if he could go on a dating app and say he's 40 instead of 60, Which he can. he'd be getting with more ladies. It's less creepy. And it's like, I, I mean, but... This is the world we live in now. We, we have these laws that are made to help people in need. And then after they're made, the scammers come in to say, well, how can this help me? 
this is like the opposite of dog years. It's like the, the actual year doesn't change. <laughs> it's like a dog. It's like its lifespan is shorter. So the dog years are uh, like it affects its age. He's just saying the year for him is longer. Basically, he's saying that. Well, also, I like that he never looked for one second opinion. One doctor told him, yeah, you got the body of a the, the, the doctor probably said it like half off and was like, yeah, you got the body of a 45 year old. And he was like, well. The doctor said it. Doctor's orders. And he just went with it. He didn't go to another doctor. They're like, no, you're fucking 68. You loser. You're done, old man. He says, you can change your name. You can change your gender. Why not your age? Nowhere are you so discriminated against with your age. I hate this guy so much. He, this is a this is a extreme example of what's going on with everything right now. You saw it with ADD growing up. Remember... When kids had ADD and then they figured out they could say that and then have untimed SATs. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Remember that, Shelby? Yeah, I had ADD, but I was still timed. Some people, there, there was this thing when I was in high school, all of a sudden you found out that if you, said atten- if you had attention deficit disorder, you could now take an untimed SAT. So you could just dawdle and stare just at the wall, just play with your... Sit there and figure it out. And so all these people, all of a sudden, all these smart with it kids who are going to go to good schools all of a sudden i can't concentrate and it's like they get in under the rule that other people need people need to be able to identify as what they feel on the inside that is totally good and good for them and so now you know you know joe old guy over here has got to get in oh i got an opportunity to try and get fucked on tinder by saying (laughs) Uh i'm 40 instead of 80 and he's using it. You see it with the dog, uh, the the comfort dogs. Oh, the planes. emotional support dogs. Yeah, some I people. Had, I had a girlfriend who had one of those. She, Did she was, need it? She, uh, yes and no. Well, this is the so, thing. Here's the thing. She got so used to it that she needed it after having of it. Of course, but if you need it, fine. Okay, I'll allow that. that uh, to me, that exists. I don't think that there... I could see that someone would be like, a dog makes me feel better on planes. Well, okay. Well, then you have to get the appropriately sized dog to fit you on planes. Yeah. Um, you can't just use that excuse because you have a huge fucking dog that you don't want to have to pay to have someone watch it. Well, it's a lot. And it's um, sometimes girls that just want to take a little dog to the bar or to a restaurant with them, too. That, that, this is the thing. They don't want to have to get a sitter or have to, you know, put it in a kennel. It's so a they class say, thing. Well, this is, this is what? It can be a class thing. They, it does seem to be rich people who use this. Yeah. It does seem, you know, if I'm going to look at it objectively, it does seem to be... Um, also, you don't see a lot of uh, bad-looking people with support dogs. Usually hot people. I've seen some fatties. Oh, yeah? Okay. No, I'm <laughs> I just, I, I'm saying. <laughs> no, yes, you're absolutely but to right. My point is it's that. It's like Paris Hilton's and stuff. You've taken a rule and now you've made those people feel badly because everyone looks at everyone who uses that rule as less than. This guy is hurting the cause of people. To me, this guy's hurting the cause of anyone who wants to identify as a different uh, sexuality or different. Um, or different gender. Like they, okay. he's hurting it by by trivializing it with him trying to get laid to be forty. I mean, he's saying where his body is, not necessarily where his mind is. And is he saying that anyone who has a more sick body uh, <laughs> should be considered older than they are? 
I, I, yeah, this like is, a child on the brink. Is the inverse true? Like, is could there, I say? Could I say I identify as sixty-five and now I can get, um, fucking uh, well or not welfare, uh, uh, social security? Yeah, I don't. Is there like that, a, that's this is what he's saying? Is there a near death nine-year-old who's like uh, ninety-nine in leukemia years out there? Like We're, that is that's horrifying. That's horrifying, and it's a he's trivialized a whole group of people. It bothers me. Fuck this guy. FTG. Shelby, that's the news? That is. He wants that bumble. At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. Go follow. Go support. Thank you, Shelby. Eric Bergstrom, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. At Eric fun. underscore Bergstrom on Twitter. At Eric Bergstrom Rad on Instagram. Or Go just Eric Bergstrom.com. Eric Bergstrom.com. The album. Eric with a K. Eric with a K, Sorry. Serious Goose, that's the album. Go find it. I have it on my Instagram. I'll post all this stuff. Thank you for coming. We're going to play a track from the album. Oh, great. Thanks. Stick around and listen to it. That's our episode. We'll be back next episode. Boom. I went through chemo. Chemo sucked. Did six months of it. I had all the support of my friends and family. They were really happy that I had made it through and I was alive. And then I, I just remember looking out the window on the 23rd floor of the hospital, just knowing that it was all done, and thinking that that would be the most humorous time to kill myself. <laughs> what a missed opportunity! Every depression sense, and I just look back in shame. (laughs) 